Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. In this bonus episode, we will discuss Army of the Dead. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. I'm Anthony, and this is James, and today we're doing a little bonus mini episode review on Zack Snyder's new film, Army of the Dead, which we just watched on Saturday night. And we loved it so much that we wanted to talk about it for a little bit. And the first portion of this uh, episode and review will be spoiler-free. But in the latter half of it, we will be doing spoilers. So stay, we'll let you know when the spoilers will be dropping. But until then, don't worry. The first half, we'll only be talking about anything that's been shown in the trailer or common knowledge. Yeah, and this movie just flat out is a ton of fun. If you like zombie movies, if you like action, this is your cup of tea. It's just uh, nonstop. It's thrilling. It's it's pretty funny at times. It's pretty hysterical, and you see stuff in this movie that you've never seen in a zombie movie before. And I just love the concept because when I watched the trailer for the first time, they set it up to be like, "Oh, is this just some kind of heist movie?" And then the brilliant idea behind the entire concept is that the heist is going to happen in this quarantine zone of Las Vegas where zombies have taken over. Yeah. So basically, these mercenaries get hired to. Um, Pull, pull off the ultimate gamble in Las Vegas and break into the quarantine zone and inside this Las Vegas world of zombies, which have, have, has taken it over, to pull off a $2 million, $200 million heist in one of the casinos that's in there working for one of the owners of the casino. And this movie's kind of full circle for Zack Snyder because his, his breakout film debut was Dawn of the Dead, which is a really great zombie remake of the classic film, which we saw in theaters, I remember, when we were kids, and he did a great job with that. And so I think that... The zombie, this zombie idea is my, maybe was something he's had for a while, but since he was doing DC for so long, he uh, couldn't make any other movies. And so I think that this, I think this idea he's had for percolating for a bit. Yeah, I think the the idea was first developed in like 2006 or something like that, and it's just kind of just been in the back burner. Maybe like a sequel to Dawn yeah. of the Dead. But um, you can tell he's been thinking about the zombie genre for a while because he hasn't done anything that's non superhero since like Sucker Punch. I think that, that was his like last last. And in a way, like that's superhero. It's comic book. Yeah, it's a comic you know? book. Yeah, but um. You can tell Zach's been thinking about the genre and how he'd make a new version of a zombie movie because you see things in the zombie movie you'd never really seen before. We have, like, different kinds of zombies, which is really cool. There's, like, these these intelligent zombies, which they bring up in the trailer, obviously. There's a zombie hierarchy. Yeah, and yeah. there's, like, even, like, culture involved with these zombies. It's really cool and interesting. And it, the, it has the vibe, sort of, of Zombieland at times, like this fun, action-heavy... Uh, laughing, high-energy zombie flick. It has, like, the intensity and, and scariness of Train to Busan. And it also has, like, the stakes of 28 Weeks Later because Dawn of the Dead is, like, a small... Like, we see the scale of, like, zombies taking over, like, a town, and they're outside the mall, and we have these great shots of, like, thousands and thousands of zombies. But Zach ups that to have an entire major United States city taken over entirely by zombies, Las Vegas. And so he brings it to a whole new t level in terms of scale. 28 weeks later, it's like that, but we don't really see the concept of millions of zombies. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't since um, World War Z where you saw zombie hordes as big as this. And when in showing Las Vegas getting taken over and overrun by zombies is such a fun scene. And I really think that... Uh, the best actor in this movie is Dave Bautista. I never thought I would say, but he's become a good actor. Like he really honed in on this craft, and he is the the heartbeat of this movie. He's the lead of the movie. I think he does a fantastic job leading the film. Yeah, and um, Dave, I think, really has proven in this film that he's in a solid 
action lead man and i i'm he's been in lead mo- movies before but like mostly he's known as drax the destroyer in the marvel films but i think this is like yo dave batista give him a franchise give him a movie on his own he's fine yeah he's he'll fine def- as the leader he'll definitely get a franchise eventually i think for sure and my, i love the filming of this movie the cinematography and Zack snyder actually was the director of photography he was a cinematographer on this movie which is so cool it's the first time he's done it on a feature film and it shows you he wrote, directed, and, and filmed it. So this movie is such a passion project for him, and I think that shows in every scene and every shot. And I love the way he shot it. So for Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder did a ton of handheld shots. He created a very shallow depth of field, which uh, for those of you who don't know much about cameras, that means everything besides the subject that's in focus is out of focus. It's kind of like realistic to if you're looking at something close to your face. And he used old Canon Dream lenses from the 60s and 70s, which he's been collecting and buying off eBay for years. And these are 50 millimeter lenses. And he even had the company, the camera company, Red. So he shot the film on a Red on Red's designed custom cameras to be made for him so that he could use these old 60s camera Canon dream lenses with the Red cameras. You actually saw the first uh, hint of this style uh, in Justice League, uh, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, in the last scene, you know, with the Joker and Batman in, in uh, the Doomsday World. That's actually the only move, shot in that movie that was digital, too. Yeah, so he, act, he filmed this entire movie like that because that scene he filmed, like, literally at his place with the Red camera, all close-up 50 miller lenses with the shallow depth of field. If you remember, that's what this whole movie looks like, that yeah. exact same kind of cinematography. Great point, great yeah. point. And the scale is immense, and the script of this movie, it's not perfect. Of course, there are horror cliches all over it, for sure. I mean, some of the dialogue is blah. There are a lot of moments where you're like, what are you doing? Turn around! There, there were moments Hurry where, up! There were times where I was like, Zach, you, you should have gotten a co-writer. But overall, <laughs> the idea and concept is so fun. It's 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 a new take on zombies. And because of that, and because Zach's such a great director and the action sequences are fantastic, I don't care about the crappy dialogue and, and plot holes. Yeah, like I went to the bathroom during one of the scenes. I was like, you don't have to pause it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was curious how Tignataro would fit into the movie because, as we all know, she was digitally uh, put into the movie to replace Chris D'Elia, who was originally in that role, and he filmed all the scenes. And I, I think that Snyder did a really seamless job of putting her into the film. There are a couple of shots where you're like, oh, that's definitely yeah. green screen behind it's her. It's noticeable if you're looking yeah, for it. But he literally like put her in scenes with the actors like in the same shot. I think it was really impressive how they pulled it off. And it makes sense when they announced that they would be able to do it because she has a role where most of the movie she spends on her own. So that character, I think that Zach was like, oh, 70% of the scenes are just that character isolated, so we can definitely pull this off. But yeah. it worked out really well. I wasn't sure. I thought it would be like he would always be cutting to her by herself, but he really like blended her into the movie. Yeah, pretty much all of it they did with her on a green screen just digitally imposed her into the shots really effectively. But then obviously I'm sure they reshot some of those individual scenes. All the, the solo, all the so- solo yeah. shots she did. But yeah. like, there's a few moments where I was like, oh, I, that's a that's a clear green screen digital impl- implant of the character during the plant scene. Yeah, yeah. like when there's a group shot and Tignataro's with them, I'm like, that looks a little fishy to me. Yeah, but then there are plenty of shots where it's like her and like maybe one or two other people, and it's like, wow, that looks fantastic. It looks like she's in the in the scene but all in all like this movie has some great great zombie scenes fantastic action there's that scene with that um the actress i can't remember her name well actually let's let's just we'll end it now of the spoiler free let's go into this from here on we're gonna have spoilers and the character's name is chambers played by samantha Wynn that you're talking about yeah so chambers gets trapped in a room filled with like literally dozens of zombies who are hibernating and they begin waking up one by one and she just 
goes, you think she's going to get killed right away, but she is a total badass, and she's just like, it's like John Wick killing bad guys, her killing zombies. She's just going zombie after zombie, like stabbing them in the head, and then close quarters uh, combat with the hand, her handgun, and she just like destroys this room of zombies, even though she ends up getting trapped by the other character. Because there's two types of zombies in this movie. There's like the kind of slow and non-intelligent zombies, and then there's the zombies who get bit by the alpha, whose name is like Zeus, based off because he shows up at Vegas and looks at the statue of Zeus. And he's at Olympus. And so yeah. when he, but when Zeus, the original zombie, bites people, they become the intelligent ones, but when the non-intelligent ones bite people, they just become these slower zombies, which they can still catch it, but I love, like, the speed that, that Zack set them at. It's like, not uh, not too fast that like you can't outwalk them like they can go a little faster than like a, a, a steady walk but you can outrun them for sure and it, it and in this scene with Samantha Wynn as Chambers it's the, one of the coolest zombie combat scenes I've ever seen because it has that concept of zombies that are kind of fast but like slow enough that you can handle them and then close quarters knifing and shooting them in the face for two it's like a two minute scene of her by herself and it's incredible yeah and I love like like you said the culture of the zombies and there's a hierarchy and like when they first get into Las Vegas um the coyote character she she puts up the offering of that security guard as a sacrificial offering to the the alphas and it's just amazing it's like like they this is their their kingdom like this is their animal kingdom and the humans are trespassing and they they're giving passage by uh, sacrificing one of their own to keep moving forward in Las Vegas and it's a fascinating way of looking at the zombie culture and the hierarchy that we had never seen before. I mean, we see zombies cry. He cries. Yeah. The, the Zeus cries when he finds his his wife's body. It's so I don't think it's so much it's zombies, I think it's an infection. Yeah. And I think that it could I think Zach might have alluded to the fact that it was done this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. As an experiment by the government because... When Zeus first breaks out of the caravan, he looks like he's wearing um, army pants. Oh yeah, for sure. He's definitely he's, a, a military. And he has, person. An, he has Mil a military haircut. Yeah, so for sure. It, I think that he was uh, he was a subject of some kind of experiment uh, by the government in terms of trying to create a bioweapon, and it break and it broke out. Yeah, and and if you watch, the zombies don't eat people really. They they I think maybe off camera they eat people like there's a bunch of bones and stuff in that pool but they Zeus just like kind of kills them to kill them and turn them that's about it he's like turning them on purpose yeah and the tiger doesn't eat, eat that guy oh, oh my god the, what it does to his head the zombie tiger is so awesome i i thought when the zombie when, when the zombie tiger walked out i was like oh my god this is insane and then there's this great scene with Garrett Dillahunt's character where it reminded me of the bear attack in Revenant where the tiger's just like literally messing with him and playing with him and, you know, slashing his face and throat. And then the tiger just like literally bites down on his skull and breaks it and clean off. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's like cracking a cantaloupe or the, something. The amount of blood in this movie, I don't think I've seen this much blood splatter and spray in any movie before. Yeah, the, it's like almost like as much as Kill Bill, the, the crazy, crazy AA scene. scene. But that's more of like... Um, corny at times, yeah. the, the blood flow, because it's like a, a spell coming out of a guy's arm. But this yeah. is like intense, bloody gore all over this movie. Like, you're going to be thinking about blood when you go to bed. <laughs> 
And uh, it's I think that Dave Bautista and the rest of the cast they they did a really good job. Every character has their own like personality. You know, there's the the typical archetypes we see on these teams. But what I love that Zach did is he the the title the opening title sequence of this movie is brilliant. It's one of the best title sequences I've seen in a while. And what it is what it does is it establishes each character. But it basically like the title sequence basically tells the entire story of a movie version of the outbreak of the of the zombies. Um, and he reveals each character and, like, their little parts to play. And it's, it's like... Behind-the-scenes portraits. Yeah, like, it's yeah, cool. yeah. All the, and it's like all the beats you would see in a typical zombie movie happen in the opening credits. So then by the time the movie kicks off, you're like, okay, what's going to happen? I think he just wanted to make you empathize with the characters right away because he shows you them all killing, like, or losing parts of their family. And, like, they hold the portraits of, like, their loved ones and stuff like that. And also, he, he doesn't, he's like, we don't need to show the outbreak yeah. for the entire movie. Yeah. And but if I had to say there's a worst part of the movie, it's it's I think it's the father daughter relationship, which is just so oh, cliche Kate, written. Yeah. Kate's character is just like, what are you doing? Like every <laughs> scene, like she's like, she basically gets everyone killed. Yeah, gets her yeah. father killed. She gets everyone killed. Even yeah. though, and she even gets the person killed who she's trying to save. Like she just gets everyone killed, and then at the end, obviously she sur- she survives. But you gotta have like that character, I guess, for the plot to move forward. I think that's the concept of it to have like some sort of back and forth. That's why I think Zach he he needed a co-writer for bits like that in terms of especially the Kate the Kate relationship. And she it, reminds me so much of the girl in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Same kind of shit. Always getting them into crappy situations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's and she survives and she gets other people killed. And then um, I also the he makes this re- romantic relationship with Dave Bautista and his old friend. Um, what's her name? The other, the woman, he, like the number two in the team. And th- the thing is like... Maria. Maria. There's no need to show that there is a relationship between them because it worked better with them being buddies and friends. Yeah. And then like, she's like, oh, we used to date. And he's like, I know, I messed it up. I thought that was over. Yeah, the, and then she's like, I love you. And then she gets killed. And it's like, we didn't need to see that. We, they didn't need to have that. It was, it, it still would have had a great emotional pay, impact of her death if we if we thought they were just close great friends yeah and some of the some of the conversations and dialogue specifically between Kate and um Scott played by Dave Patista you're just like can you just quick quick this dialogue up can you speed it up like do we have to have a 3 minute <laughs> combo on the roof before they're turning on the generators about why she doesn't talk to him it's it's is what it is i mean but the, because Zach's such a great director i get past it and i move on yeah the action sequences are fantastic and it's very thrilling he's He's become such a great director in terms of building suspense. Um, there are moments in this movie where you're like, I was like, oh, come on, come on, get out of there, get out of there. And and um, Dave Bautista busts heads in this movie. Like when when they break, when they're trying to escape and Garrett Dillahunt's character trapped them and then the zombie army is coming out of the elevator one by one. Fantastic scene. Uh, and then Dave Bautista, when he goes like, he takes out like 10 zombies with hand-to-hand combat. Excellent, excellent action scene. Yeah, and a lot of the gunfire and gunfighting in this movie actually seems realistic because you'll see people with, like, like rifles, like assault rifles, and they're shooting a bunch of people, I mean, a bunch of zombies in a zombie movie, and they don't really hit any of them, but they're spraying them, and they're falling like like pins in a bowling alley, which seems pretty realistic if you're spraying 50 bullets every couple seconds. Yeah, those, yeah, I think it was really accurate in terms of the damage that those guns cause, for sure. And one of my favorite parts of the film is the relationship between 
Omari Hardwick and Matthias Schweigefer's character, Dieter and uh, Van- <laughs> Vanderhoe, where like they start off like Vanderhoe, like can't believe that this like skinny like German nerdy guy is like the, the key to the mission. He's gonna open the vault and and he's always just like having to uh, like hold his hand with everything. But they eventually like have like great chemistry together and they have like this relationship at, at the end. Then Dieter saves uh, Vanderhoe temporarily at the end of the film. Yeah, and it was a great ending because he trapped he saved him by trapping him in the in the safe and obviously that's the that's probably the only place you could survive a nuclear attack inside of a fortified safe i would say and then uh vanderhoe eventually we see at the end uh breaks out with all the money and we're like oh this is a happy ending for him he got out uh, uh, unscathed and he's going to be rich although walking around all that radiation definitely yeah, killed yeah, him like pretty quickly yeah he wouldn't he wouldn't survive very long after that but then it's a great scene where he he books a private jet and uh he's feeling sick and then he goes into the bathroom and sees that he has a bite on his arm. And it's like, oh, shit, he's going to spread the virus. Even though they nuked Las Vegas, the virus is still going to get spread. Yeah, because I was waiting. I'm like, there's no way Zach doesn't ha- leave this movie open-ended with the zombies staying, keeping spreading somehow, just like he does with Dawn of the Dead. And I, I was thinking, like, what's he going to do? And, like, I thought it would have been cool if... Um, Maybe when Kate was gonna have to shoot her father in the head, like if she pulls the trigger and the clips empty, yeah, that's like, what I thought was gonna happen. Like, oh too. shit, I have no bullets. Then yeah. he has to he has to kill her, and he, and, and he turns her. That would have been cool too. But it seems like I love the ending, and I love the concept of the zombies gonna keep spreading everywhere. And he's about to land in Mexico City with all that cash and being a zombie. Yeah, that part of the ending is great. I I just wanted. I thought it would have worked better if Dave Bautista survived, and it could have been like a like a John Wick ending where he's still alive. It's a little bit more uplifting because it ends on a very sad note. Like she kills her father and it's like very grim. Um, and so I think that if maybe if they both survived, it could have been, and they could have had like a funny little back and forth, like walking away from the helicopter. I think it would have had a little bit better tone for the ending in my opinion. Yeah. But also he spent like four minutes about to jump onto that helicopter smiling. It's like, bro, get on the helicopter. <laughs> get this, on the helicopter. Not only is there a nuke coming, but this badass Zeus zombie with the metal helmet with Gladiator Maximus's helmet is coming for you too. Like, you better <laughs> get on the helicopter. He's just like, let me keep smiling at you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That must have been a reference to uh, 300, his whole outfit. Maybe. Yeah, it has to have been. It's a red cape. Yeah. Red cape, uh, shirtless, and with the Spartan metal helmet. helmet yeah. yeah, Spartan helmet. Yeah, definitely a reference to 300. And he has like... Uh, you could say that the uh, the what do you call it? Like the metal beam that he carries around could be a spear. spear yeah. yeah, that's just a great point. Yeah, another great reference is Chambers' character played by Samantha Wynn, where she has the outfit with the red bandana around her head, and it's the exact look of Vasquez in Aliens Two. And like as soon as I saw that red bandana, at points I was like, at some point she's gonna blow herself up with a grenade. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, and the zombies converge on her just like the aliens converge on Vasquez. So it's a great reference to aliens. Yeah, to aliens, hundred percent. All right, that's our quick bonus review on Army of the Dead. If you guys like zombie movies and action movies, definitely check it out. Um, try to op- try to just approach it with having a fun time at the movies or at- it's on Netflix streaming for free if you have Netflix. So just enjoy it. Don't get too critical and-, and hate every line of dialogue. It's a lot of fun if you let it be a fun ride. Agreed. Take care, everyone.